Public service announcement. I have just temporarily closed the doors to Lifestyle Business School. If you are a current or aspiring expertise-based business that has a business, courses, coaching, masterminds, where you are divorcing your value from your time, or that is the business model that you want, you likely know that Lifestyle Business School is the program that I have been tirelessly working on over the last six months to build out six comprehensive playbooks, which basically lay out the entire path. It has everything from business model design to offer creation, to back-end delivery, to driving traffic, live launch campaigns, automated campaigns, everything you could possibly need to start or grow a leveraged expertise-based business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. Now, never fear because we've only temporarily closed the doors and we have added a wait list. So if you head to lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, pop your name on the wait list and you are going to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, which is super exciting. And all of the exciting changes that we have made to the program as well, which we will share in due course. But in order to get the special VIP bonuses, when we do open the door, I want you to go and pop your name on the wait list now. So that is going to be lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, put your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out with a lot of exciting changes and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. Hey, I'm Stevie, and in the last few years, I have built a wildly successful seven-figure business selling courses and digital products. If you're looking to create, launch, and scale a flagship digital course, or maybe you already have an online course and you want me to spill my secrets, this is the podcast for you. I believe with Wi-Fi, a little strategy, and someone to show you the way, anything is possible. Let's do this. Want to know more about Launchpad, which is my 12-month high-touch group coaching program where I teach you how to create, launch, and scale your flagship online course? Head to steviesayssocial.com forward slash launchpad now, and I'll give you access to a free training where I break down the entire strategy for a profitable, sustainable online course business, and you'll learn all about the program as well. That's steviesayssocial.com forward slash launchpad. Hello. Okay. So what I was going to call today's podcast episode was how to beat the Instagram algorithm in 2022, because uh, it's a little bit clickbaity. I knew that people would open and listen to this podcast episode. And I still think the fact that Instagram is even in the title will mean that it will be one of the most popular podcast episodes ever because it always is. Uh, But I want to shift the mindset a little bit around the obsession with, you know, Instagram. Now, um, I am more bullish about organic content, thought leadership, showing up online than I ever have been. So let me be clear about that. I think in 2022, the one insurance policy that we all have against the shifting landscape of the internet is the fact that we can build our own personal profiles. We can build our own thought leadership. We can build our own authority and personal brand. And I think that is extremely valuable 
in the shifting landscape that we find ourselves in. Ad costs are rising. It's not as easy to get in front of eyeballs as it might have been a little while ago. And so uh, if we're not showing up, if we're not creating content that establishes us as a thought leader, and if we're not putting consistent effort into being visible on uh, not just social media, but whatever platform is is going to get us in front of our ideal people, right, then it's not reasonable to expect that people are going to magically buy our stuff, which is what we are doing this for in the first place, right? So I am really bullish about organic content and probably more than I ever have been. I really think it is so important these days, especially if you want a lean and profitable online business. I think things like ad costs are rising and rising, and I think the insurance policy against that is really building up that thought leadership. Why should people and why would people want to work with you over and above anyone else? And how can you be visible to people and how can you show up in a way that is going to attract the right qualified leads and audience to you? So I just want to start by saying that because, yeah, I'm really bullish on it. I think, you know, you would know within yourself if you're listening to this podcast episode, how am I showing up online, right? How am I being visible? How am I... uh, sharing my thought leadership. And if you're not really doing that at the moment, whether you're a service provider, digital course creator, a person on the internet that ultimately has a business and needs to make revenue, then I think that you really need to make that a priority for you, however you do and decide to do that, right? I think it really is important. But what I don't think is important is a blind obsession with the Instagram algorithm or with being famous on Instagram. I don't think either of those things are the things that matter these days. So what do I think matters? I think showing up and sharing your thought leadership with the sole objective of measuring your results against the tangible ROI that it brings to your business. So with that said, I want to share with you today 10 Instagram commandments that I have been thinking about within my own business uh, in terms of how I am going to be visible across my content and social platforms in 2022 and beyond uh, and the parameters in which I am doing that. So I think it might be helpful for anyone that is uh, thinking about their Instagram strategy and uh, wants my insights and thoughts on it. So let me start with number one. Number one is that I really want you, this is in terms of your marketing strategy in general, but Instagram is what we're talking about at the moment. So Instagram as well, but really setting outcome focused KPIs against which to measure the success of what you're doing online. Okay. So what I mean by that is what is the number by which you are measuring the progress that you're making with your sharing of thought leadership, et cetera. So, you know, you might have 10,000 views on your latest Instagram reel and that might feel 
nice, right? (laughs) So my client, Christy, inside of Launchpad recently had a million views on one of her Instagram reels and she has actually inspired me to do some Instagram reels. I'm really playing with content this year and I'm just going to have more fun with everything I'm doing. So as serious as I'm being in this episode, I also do want to share that because I think that that's important as well. But What I want you to actually think about is like how many sales is the work that I'm doing generating for me, right? So the the KPI, for example, that we have in our business, obviously Launchpad is our flagship group coaching program and we want all of our roads to lead to Launchpad. We are obsessive about that program. And so, you know, the measurable KPI for that is how many people are applying to work with us inside of Launchpad. Okay, and and if we can't see that we're getting a measurable ROI from things like Instagram and we track this in the back end so that we know we know we are right, it's working for us, then you've got to think, okay, well, something's not working, you know, and we've got to change things up. So think about what is the outcome focused KPI that you're going to focus on in terms of the content that you're creating. So if you're a digital course creator, it would be, is my email list growing? Do I have a strategy with what I'm doing on Instagram that has as its sole driving outcome email list subscribers, right? So there's two different things when it comes to something like, you know, Instagram or or a podcast or anything. There is the fact that it warms people up But we also want to direct people to the thing that's going to get us uh, the movement in our business that we want, right? This in terms of how this plays out, I've seen with clients inside of Launchpad, you know, there'll be social media guns, but they'll say to me, Stevie, you know, nobody's uh, signing up for my email list. And I'm like, well, well, how are you adjusting your strategy to make that happen, right? And so it will fundamentally change the way that you approach your strategy. And it doesn't mean, okay, I'm just going to promote my lead magnet over and over and over. You should download this. You should do this, right? It's actually coming up with a strategy and going, okay, well, you know, what are the things that people need to know and believe to be true in order, or like, what are the little pain points that people have uh, that I can be touching on in my content. And the next logical step is for people to go over and download my thing related to that, right? So outcome-focused KPIs. Number two is that I and you need to focus on content that actually creates qualified leads. So one thing that I hear quite a lot is somebody saying, you know, oh gosh, I just have an audience that doesn't buy, right? Or um, I seem to, you know, attract people that they just don't seem to buy from me, right? That is 100% your problem. (laughs) So it is one thing to kind of like create content for the masses that engages them, et cetera. It is another, it is an entirely different strategy to be creating content that's actually driving qualified leads to your offer. And the key word in that is qualified right? So uh, how are you bringing qualified people that are actually applying for, you know, your program in my case, or uh, registering for your webinars? Now, a lot of that is you need to know, this is niching. It's like, you need to know the specific person. You need to be really clear on their pain points. You need to be creating content that talks to those things, right? But a big red flag is that, you know, if you 
are doing all of this stuff and it's not actually you're getting the engagement you know it's like people love the content but they're not actually converting to sales you either have the wrong people in your ecosystem or you're serving them the wrong content okay so you need to mix that up so this is an issue that we have had as we've gone and changed our niche over time, right? So we've gone from talking solely about social media, and that obviously is something that ties in a whole heap of different people into talking about everything is related to our Launchpad program, which is teaching people how to you know, create, launch, and scale digital courses and programs. So we need to make sure now that our content is qualified. It's bringing in qualified people. Is there fewer of them? Yes. Does that mean that we don't have the big metrics that we used to until we start to grow more of the qualified people that are interested in creating, launching and scaling courses? Yes. And that is okay, right? So the third thing is that you want to obsess over the people that are already following you. So if you don't have content that is engaging. (laughs) So you're not, you know, having, you know, engagement on your content. Like I see this a lot with, especially some people that outsource their social media, you know, they'll have these like generic Canva, you know, quotes going up every day, very generic, uh, you know, captions. There's just nothing really that stands out, right? And so how can you ever expect to grow if the people that are already following you aren't engaged with your content? So you either, you know, you don't want to flog a dead horse. (laughs) Can I say that? This is the most crass, horrible kind of like saying online, but you don't want to do that, right? You want to make sure that you're obsessing over the audience that you do have. So if you have a hundred people on your Instagram account, how can you be showing up in a way that is engaging, that is providing thought leadership content that they really enjoy Because if you are doing that and they're the right people, more of those people will come, right? And then you don't just leave it there. How do you actually get those people into the thing that's going to get them to buy from you, i.e. your email list? That is the next step, right? So it all starts to become a funnel. Uh, The next thing, and this is a big one for me, I always ask myself with content, would I love this? So if I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw a piece of my own content, would it stop my scroll and would I love it? I think that's one of the easiest ways to analyze whether you're doing a killer job with your content. Think about, would I actually love this? So think about the people that you follow, not in the niche that you're in. So this is the key here. So for me, I follow a lot of people, for example, in the health and wellness niche, and they're doing some really cool things in their niche. And it's like, what do I like about that content that I can bring over to what it is that I'm doing, right? And so literally run it through the, would I love this test? And so I think that, you know, we can get into the, Uh, pattern of creating content that we think is professional, that we think that people, the people will like, but actually critically go, would I like this? Would I like this piece of content? And the best content, let me say as well, is the content that gives people a big slap in the face. Okay. So, uh, it's it's curiosity inducing. It's polarizing. It makes people think twice. It's a strong opinion. 
you know, don't try and appease everyone. Don't come out with this vanilla content. If everyone was loving your content, it might mean you're doing something wrong (laughs) because you're not actually kind of like dividing in the sense that you're not giving people a strong opinion either way. Right. So maybe I shouldn't have said if everyone's loving your content, if you're creating content that you think everybody is going to love, you're doing it wrong is probably more what I mean by that. So the next point, this is something that we have been doing and will continue to do, and it might be helpful for you as well, is to create an ideas database. So, you know, you're not a circus clown. (laughs) You shouldn't expect yourself to perform on demand. And so, you know, if you're kind of like, oh my gosh, I just, I can't get into the momentum of sitting down and creating content, you shouldn't put that pressure on yourself. And so one thing that I do, uh, I use ClickUp as my project management system and I have it on my phone. So it's an app on my phone. I have an Instagram list within my ClickUp. You could literally just be using the notes app on your phone for this, but Every time, so my best ideas don't come when I'm sitting at the desk. It comes when I'm barking my little boy or I'm listening to a podcast on my morning walk or I'm out and about doing something and just like an idea will drop in for a piece of content or I'm on a coaching call and a client says something and it just triggers something, right? And so I will pop out my phone. I'll write a little note about it. I'll save it in my Instagram list in my ClickUp. And I now have this big, long list of content ideas so that when I sit down on a Friday, so Friday is my new content day at the moment, I've got a big list of like idea sparks, right? And so I can start to pull on those threads for things like podcast episodes, for Instagram uh, you know, pieces of content, etc., And that is so powerful because it's not like I'm sitting down and trying to come up with three posts in a podcast every week. I've already got a big list of things to draw from. So my next point, my next commandment is to, when it comes to your Instagram content, F the algorithm, <laughs> but set yourself up for the binge. And I have spoken about this before, but One thing that I just see more and more and more of, it's just validated more and more and more and more for me, uh, is the fact that people in decision mode binge you. So give them something to binge on, right? So I know I do this. Like when I'm thinking about joining something or if there's a coach that I find, I just go down the rabbit hole of them, right? So I start listening to all of their content. I'll listen to these big, long you know, there's a guy that I'm just randomly following at the moment. I think he's really clever. I've just watched like, you know, hour after hour of YouTube videos of him. And my partner's like, who is this guy? <laughs> like, this is what I do. Like, this is what I do when I'm in, especially with someone that, you know, if you're a coach or if you're someone that's sharing transformations, people want to know that you know your stuff, right? And they want to get a sense that you're someone that they want to work with. And so they'll do a binge on you. They'll go to your Instagram and they'll they'll zoom through all of your highlights. They'll read all of your latest posts. They'll look at your stories. They'll, you know, go through a whole heap of your podcast episodes to decide whether you're the right person for them to work with. So rather than obsessing over the algorithm and, you know, how many views your latest reel got, how can you create real thought leadership content that is set up for the binge? So when when that person comes to you and they're thinking about buying your course, for example, and they're going through the last 30 posts, are you giving them the right content? Are you actually kind of like, you know, 
completely irrespective of the algorithm, producing quality content that people in that mode are going to value, all right? So the next commandment for ourselves, and one that I think that will be useful for you as well, is uh, that there isn't actually a formula to this stuff, right? So think about all of the most successful people out there. They're not following the latest, you know, Instagram formula. They're not using other people's templates. They are successful because they're doing things their own way. And so, like, I actually think that there's just so much to be said for just doing your own thing. And I know that that's a really general piece of advice, but you don't have to follow the trends and you don't have to create these pretty Canva graphics if that's what everyone is doing. Or you don't have to, you know, uh, write everything in like a very, you know, raw way because that's the way that everyone else is doing it. Like literally the people that stand out are the people that are doing things their own way. And so we're going to lean more and more into that. And I don't know what that looks like because I don't know what I'm going to feel like doing at any particular point in time, right? But I do feel that that is what's going to make us stand out. And I think it's what can make you stand out as well. So as much as there's value in listening to podcast episodes on Instagram content strategy, right? You're listening to this one right now. I think there's value in going, okay, well, how do I want to do it? What would I love to see, right? Uh, I want you to think about how you can make it easy. So for us, I actually really transparently had this big block around content at the end of last year. And I think it was like trying to make it perfect. And rather than doing that, I've flipped my thinking in, how can I just make this easy? So rather than having to come up with an Instagram reel with all of these different transitions and it's like this big production, right? How can I just create a five second reel and repurpose some content that I've had from before and it's done, right? Or how can, you know, I, how can I take what I'm already creating? So if I do a guest podcast episode and there's a little nugget of something that I'm like, yeah, that was really cool. Just pull that out, right? Just pull that out and put it on social media. I think that we sometimes make this so hard for ourselves and we've got this vision of what we want it to be. And especially as a perfectionist, that happens. But uh, that's what I'm doing. And I hope that that's helpful for you as well. And my final point here. uh, So the final, I think I'm up to number 10. Hopefully I did have 10 points in here, but like you're not going to knock it out of the park with every piece of content. Right. And nor should you expect yourself to like, I want you to create 10 pieces of content and it might be, you know, the ninth that hits with people. Then think about, okay, so what was it? Like, what was it about that piece of content that hit with people, right? And then do more of that. Or it might actually be the 18th or it might be the 22nd, but you've got to kind of like go through the process. And if you don't, then you're never going to have any content that hits, right? Because you're kind of like stopping yourself before you even get to the point that, you know, you're doing things. Um, You're learning, you're learning along the way, right? Uh, So that's kind of what we're doing in relation or I'm doing in relation to my content this year. The big thing I think I want you to take away from this is that organic strategy, especially if you want, you know, a lean and profitable business, I think is just so important. I think having it as an insurance policy is more important than ever. You've got to build up that personal brand for yourself because it's what's going to separate you out from other people and it's going to make you not a commodity 
right? As more and more people start to enter the online space, you've got to carve out your own niche for yourself and you've got to be visible. You absolutely have to, right? And so there's some of the things that we're doing just to to be more visible when it comes to social media, when it comes to our podcasting strategy, when it comes to anything else that we're going to do in that organic content marketing space. And I hope that it is helpful for you as well. As always, the best conversations happen over in Instagram DMs. So if you have listened to this podcast episode and you're like, yes, I've got something to add to that, head over to Stevie Says Social on Instagram. I would love to have a chat to you about it. Uh, Looking forward to seeing you (laughs) uh, be more visible uh, as we will be as well uh, as we move into the shifting landscape that is 2022. Like I said, I think it's more important than ever. All right, guys, until next week, I will see you then. If you're a current or aspiring digital course creator and you haven't yet heard of our Launchpad program, you're going to want to listen to this because it is our 12-month high-level group coaching program where we teach current and aspiring course creators how to create, launch, and scale their digital course. This is not a course. This is the hotel equivalent of an all-inclusive resort in the Caribbean. It is literally, we critique your work. We have milestone sessions where we debrief after every launch, every key milestone inside of the program. We uh, have an amazing community of other course creators. It really is everything that I wish that I had when I was muddying through trying to work out how to create this business model for myself. And I would love to work with you inside of the program this year. If that's something that you think you might be interested in knowing more about, head over to steviesayssocial.com forward slash launchpad and apply for access to the private training that we recently held with all of the details about the program, with all of the details about our methodology uh, and the step-by-step framework that we use for creating, launching and scaling courses as well. steviesayssocial.com forward slash launchpad. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you've made it this far, hopefully it means you've liked it. Make sure you hit subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes and leave me a quick rating and a review while you're there. I would be so, so grateful. Want to say hi? Head over to Instagram at Stevie Says Social and send me a DM. Till next time.